0: Welcome in everybody to the Spectrum Dad Podcast. I am your host, Fred Marvel. Today, I am joined by Mark Fleming. Uh, Mark is an adult living on the spectrum. He is also the owner and head trainer of Equally Fit down in Tampa, Florida. Mark and I talk about his journey uh, growing up on the spectrum, uh, transitioning to college life, and then into running a successful business where he trains other people on the spectrum as well as people with different disabilities and challenges. So I hope you're inspired by this conversation because I know I was and uh, I hope you enjoy it. Don't forget to leave me a five-star review. So here you go. Here's my conversation with Mark. Welcome back to the Spectrum Dad podcast. Today I have the pleasure of being joined by Mark Fleming of Equally Fit. Mark, how are you, bud?
1: I'm doing good. How are you, Fred?
0: I'm good. I'm good. Mark is an impressive, impressive individual. Uh, He's an adult with autism, but he is also the owner and head trainer of Equally Fit. So how's that going for you?
1: It's going pretty good, actually. Uh, uh, COVID messed up a lot of uh, the progress, but uh, fortunately, we were able to bounce back pretty quickly.
0: Good, good. I know I, I work part-time at a gym myself, so I, I, I feel your pain there. Um, but let's start at the beginning. Uh, when, when were you diagnosed with autism?
1: Yeah, so I was actually originally diagnosed with uh, uh, PDD, NOS, okay. uh, at the age of three, and this was due to some delays in motor uh, coordination and, and fine motor skill. Um, And back then, it got me the therapies for uh, OT, PT, and speech. Um, And so I did those for five or six years. Um, Just the big goals for each were uh, to stop falling down every day for PT, Um, (laughs) be able to write legibly uh, with OT, and then speech just not be so monotone all the time. Um, being okay. able to show more emotion.
0: Gotcha. So, um, like, did you go to a, a typical um, uh, uh, grade school and high school and everything like that? Or was it more uh, special ed, like all-inclusive type of school?
1: Um, I was very fortunate to uh, be able to be in uh, just the the typical classroom. Um, gotcha. When I was in about 2nd grade though, I did go to the special needs classroom because I was taking longer on my tests. Yes. Um and so due to being pulled out and everything and in kind of I think I kind of understood what was going on because after that I started finishing my tests before everybody else. <laughs>
0: I know we run into that problem with my son. He's 11 and same with him. He gets extra time for his tests and everything. But uh trying to get him to slow down and you know it, like he's the same way. He's usually one of the first ones done.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that that was a big problem for me uh mentally in in grad, grad school cuz I got done yeah. before the doctoral candidates and I'm sitting there like, "Oh no, I
0: failed." You know. But <laughs> But it all worked out. So So you're going through all this therapy and everything, but you haven't been um, formally diagnosed with autism, kind of similar to what we went through with Alex. What ultimately led to your autism diagnosis, though?
1: Um, So when I was about nine, my dad uh, got transferred to to Tampa, Florida. And um, at that time, I didn't know anything was different about me. I have a special needs brother, and we went through – kind of very similar therapies and so it was all kind of normal to me and and living in my own headspace for most of the time I had plenty of friends um, but the move kind of set a regression because I couldn't make friends here in Tampa I wasn't uh, being able to move on from all that um, where we initially lived in Memphis and so that's when I went through testing again and that's where I got I'm diagnosed with asperger's, which is now under the autism um umbrella
0: gotcha uh did anything did anything change for you after that diagnosis I mean did it like open up more avenues for therapy or i mean was there any difference in you know uh going through school and anything like that
1: um it was a shot to me because I had no clue anything was wrong with me, and so yeah. Um, Growing up, unfortunately, in the the early 90s, there's a lot of ableism within uh, media and just uh, society in general. So I kind of was shocked and it took me a long time to process um, just being different, Um, not understanding that, that, hey, it was okay and, and all this stuff I did get some, uh, social skills classes, but mm-hmm. I was very fortunate that I did have a few friends at school. So, uh, I ended up dropping out of that because to me, uh, real world experience is greater than anything else.
0: Gotcha. Um, so the social skills group though, that's interesting. You brought that up because that's something, uh, my son is involved with also. Did that help with, um, kind of, like, uh, getting, like, conversations started with new people, like, sort of, like, making making friends. I mean, because um, what I find with my son is he's got a lot in common with the, you know, the kids his own age, but where he has trouble with is, uh, you know, getting that conversation started and kind of just putting himself out there.
1: Yeah. Um, for me, it, I don't know if it really helped because I kind of, I ended it quickly because, okay. uh, I, I was big on, um, it, it doesn't make sense to have a bunch of people with Asperger's in the same room, you know, um, with different interests and all this stuff talking. Um, some of my best friends actually came from very awkward, um, interactions, initial interactions. Um, but yeah, I mean it works for some it may not work for others i yeah, i like I said, I was very big on the real life experience because um, everything just felt um you have to do this, you know you have to 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 call this person on the phone and talk for this many minutes or right it's, it's
0: kind of like a, it sounds like a rehearsal yeah and and it just yeah.
1: it just doesn't didn't feel as genuine, you know these weren't the even though I'm sure the people were great, they just weren't people I was looking to be friends with at the time. So it didn't make sense to, to, to have a this rigmarole, you know?
0: Right. Now, one question I did have for you is I, I I don't think this has come up with any of my previous guests. Uh, you graduated from the university of Alabama. What kind of, um, uh Is there what what kind of special services, if any, did you have going through going through college? We hear a lot about IEPs and everything and and services being put in place for younger kids, kind of like my son's age. He's in he's in fifth grade now. But, um, you know, somebody who's like you, who's gone through college and everything like that. What does that look like? What did your what did your academic career in college look like? So
1: unfortunately, I'm I'm very stubborn and, and wanting to uh, do things the way everybody else does. So I <laughs> yeah. I, I never went and got services um, due to okay. kind of my intellect and learning to to take tests fast. I'm not sure I would have uh, been able to get many services um, outside yeah. of maybe a social group, um, because that's just, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I don't need much help, you know? Um, Gotcha. So
0: now was, was it how, I mean, university of Alabama, that's huge. Uh, you know, big, uh, big campus, big student body, everything. Um, how, how was that for you socially though? If you don't, if you don't mind me asking, I mean, that could be pretty intimidating for, you know, for anybody.
1: Yeah. Um, I was very fortunate to get in with a a group of friends very early on. Um, I went to summer before, um, my freshman year just to, um, kind of explore and get used to the campus and all Mm -hmm. that stuff, get used to going to classes by myself, waking up, all that stuff. Um, but I consider my college experience to be pretty typical of, of anybody that goes to a big uh football school um I joined a fraternity even though it was uh, my senior year. I hung out with them for most of it. Um, I had friends that dragged me out of my room um even though sometimes I didn't want to go it still they knew my condition, so they um, Push me a little bit harder in certain areas um, so that I would get um, socially active and and be on campus and do things because um, uh, a lot of times I just wanted to stay in my room you know um,
0: right that 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 that's huge uh, getting developing like a circle of people that you know are familiar with you and 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 some of the challenges you face and kind of force you to do stuff anyway like i i love i love hearing that that you know they made you get out of your dorm room and 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 do all the do all the college things frat parties and socializing and going out yeah
1: yeah um so it was it, i was very blessed to to find these people very early on because it's not very common for really anybody you know um yeah. it was it was uh, one individual that I met over summer and we happened to live in the same dorm in the fall and happened to be moving in on the same day at the same time. And we just both Perfect. were like, we know each other. We're just going to hang out, you know, because because yeah. we both uh, were out of state, it's a very big college, you know, it was growing at the time. Mm-hmm. And so we were just like, you know, what? we found a group we're going to stick
0: and that that's that's huge too you went from you said you grew you grew up in florida in the Tampa yes. area and now you're going to alabama i mean i you know i know that's only a couple states away but that's still you know that's still a that's still a big it's still quite the distance so i kudos to you for uh putting yourself out there like that i mean it would have been Pretty easy, I think, to just stay, you know, stay close to home with what you're familiar with. Yeah,
1: definitely. I actually, uh, I I would be uh, really scared if I tried that nowadays. Um, but uh, back then, I was just ready to to get out of Tampa to 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 yeah. kind of discover something else. And so gotcha. I was able to do that. Um, realized I can't do um, any cold at all, even though I stayed there eight years. Um, and so I was like, I need to, need to get somewhere warm.
0: Yeah. Now you are, a, you're a certified personal trainer. What led you down that, what led you down that career path? Um, so
1: in college, it took me quite a long time to find a, uh, a, a, a study, a, a major. And so I went from, um, degree to degree to degree trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, and okay. All while this time, I was taking a lot of electives because uh, I just wanted to have fun, you know, Um, be a college student. Um, Then I got to a point where all my friends were graduating and it was like, oh, no, I probably need to um, pick things up and and try to get out of here, you know. Um, And so I I put all my courses together and they have great um, computer programs now that uh, you just put in your courses, and they kind of tell you what um, what fits what you already have, and what gotcha. takes the less time to to graduate. So at that time, I I uh, I wasn't doing great in math, so I couldn't do business. I couldn't do some other things, and uh, this this program called Exercise Science pulled up, and I was like, I never heard of this. And so I, I took the, the first class and I was like, okay, I like it. And and uh, it aligned well with all the classes I took because all the electives I took were um, coaching, you know, they were, were learning sports. So because um, okay. I grew up a sports addict, so playing sports was just natural. Um, and so once I got into it, I found out not only did I like it, but I excelled at it. I went from a uh, a two one to a two six in the matter of two years. Um, once I, I kind of got into that career field because I never knew it was there. You know I I, I, yeah. I thought about uh, athletic training which is different. That's more um, injury and whatnot. That was a little too scientific for me. Um, I couldn't play sports obviously being five nine. Uh, too short you know and and all these coordination issues and whatnot so that didn't work out and and so uh once i got into this i was like wow i can i can i can do it um found out though that if i didn't go to master school and and being uh literal they told me i could not be much more than a overqualified personal trainer so uh after graduation, I ended up working at, at just some, um, took, a, took a year off just working um, while I was uh, getting grad school stuff together and, and was very fortunate to test well enough to make it to grad school because my GPA wasn't that great. Um, and all okay. while through undergrad and now grad, I had numerous instances with uh, uh, adaptive physical education stuff and and dealing with individuals with disabilities and learning about them. Um, And actually during grad school, I wrote a paper that um, the professor at the time told me that I could uh, go for my doctorate using that kind of format. Um, Looking back, knowing what I'm doing now, I probably would have stayed and done that. Um, But due to some communication issues, I ended up uh, leaving grad school with one credit short um, and so I came back to Tampa to try to kind of figure out what I was gonna do because I was one hour short, I was in, in a bunch of student loan debt um, and I just needed to, to move on, you know, I needed, needed to do something. Um, so I was, while I was trying to, to finish that one course, I ended up working uh, for an applied behavior analysis company um, and also volunteering at Special Olympics, and um, being a, a certified personal trainer just because it's good to have on your resume. I looked at the kids in OT and PT from the school that I was was uh, doing ABA at, and then I went to Special Olympics and saw thirty and forty year olds with the same deficiencies. I was like, "There's a, there's an activity gap. There's nothing that these individuals are doing, and they get." Yeah. To the 30s and 40s and their parents are finally like, you have to do something because we're, we're, we're diabetic, we're getting at risk for heart disease, you know, we're getting all these negative health outcomes. And so I just sat there and I was like, you know what, I know exercise. And from doing ABA, found out and Special Olympics that I work well, very well with this population. So I kind of was like, you know what? It's going to take me two or three years to become a board certified behavior analyst. So that's just out of the, the question. Cause I already, I pretty much had my master's, you know, I, I, I did the paper, finally graduated. So I mm-hmm. had that, I didn't want a, a parallel, you know, degree, um, and have to go back to undergrad classes. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to just gonna buy, uh, buy some equipment and start a a kind of in-home personal training service for individuals with autism. Um, so that first year, um, I went from about one or two clients to a full schedule driving over 40 hours or working over 40 hours with driving probably almost 15 hours. Um, very growing, um, the point where i was like okay i need to get a space right because i don't need to be going to these people if if i want to keep my my costs down um and 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 be able to 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 still serve people so uh it took me about a year to find the the facility i'm in so um from there it kind of expanded to you know what everybody with a disability needs um to be able to work with somebody so even though a lot of my clients are still mainly autistic. I do have some um, individuals with uh varying disabilities
0: that's amazing that that is, that, is, that is really impressive um that you just jump right into it and you know start your start your own company from scratch um, so I know we were talking earlier uh how how have things been with covid and everything being shut down and mm-hmm. Now, thank goodness, everything's slowly opening back up. Did that did that affect you at all? Or I know some people try to do things virtually,
1: you know. Yeah, it, it did because uh, the gym shut down for about two months uh, due to um, okay. the state shutting everything down. Um, and yeah. so for about a month, I didn't have any clients. I was actually living by my own. I, I was essentially just by myself, um, which wasn 't great um, but after a month the uh, the parents of some of my clients were just uh, they needed their kids to move, so they finally agreed yeah. to virtual training um, and so for for about a month, I did that. The gym opened back up. Um, I had a few clients come back to gym, but most were still virtual um, and they slowly yeah. came back and and I unfortunately lost uh, quite a few just because of all the restrictions and and whatnot, whatever, um, they were. Um, yeah. So I had to rebuild almost my, a good three fourths of my, um, client base. So I ended up actually doing that and I did it in two and a half months, um, towards the end of the year. Um, and of course like most people I had to 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 find ways to to survive and get money cuz i was, that 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 two month gap of no money flow really wrecked things um and then of course as i get everybody back towards the end of last year i ended up getting covid so i had to take oh. two weeks off personally even though i wasn't it didn't wreck me too bad it's still Uh, disrupted things again so now i'm just getting back to to where i was uh before that and (laughs) and now starting to look to hopefully bring a trainer in here to help me
0: nice well dude this is super impressive and i am thrilled that i had the chance to talk to you today i really appreciate your time uh where where can people find you uh online on your web what's your website Yeah you so sort of uh the
1: website is www.equallyfit.com um there you can find our services we do do virtual so wherever you are we can work with you um it's where mm-hmm. uh you can find out more about me my journey my credentials what i've worked with um we're on Instagram at equallyfitfl And we are on um, Facebook, I believe, at Equally Fit Tampa. Um, I don't have those on me right now, but you can also follow me um, on Facebook or Instagram. Um, Just type in my name. You'll find me. So, yeah.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you. Appreciate it. And I can't let you guys go without the Spectrum Dad joke of the day. So here you go. What do you call cheese that isn't yours? Nacho cheese. I will talk to you guys next week. If you could be kind enough to go, leave me a five-star review. Wherever you listen to your podcasts, uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Spectrum Dad Pod. Feel free to shoot me any messages, any questions, or if you want to uh, be a guest on a future episode, I would love to hear from you. Talk to you guys next week. See ya.